Ladies and gentlemen, it is a monumental episode 27 of the Grand Zeros podcast. Al, do you know why? The Lions got the first win? No, wait. No, we did not. We actually got our first tie. But that's not even what I'm referring to. I'm referring to the pivot that this podcast is making. It's going to be the first official podcast for the Michigan Panthers United States Football League team. Oh, my God. That's right. Uh, totally kidding, but we had a panther roar. Oh, that would be good. We We actually we should get a pathetic lion roar. Yeah, we should have that. I was gonna say we should have an actual lion roar, but I like your idea a lot more. Well, yeah, just something really sad and (laughs) like a neutered lion. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but it is Monday, November twenty second. Uh, Lions coming off a awesome loss against the Cleveland Browns, so we'll talk about that. Um, we'll talk about uh, the wild card race, talk about the L.A. Rams a little bit because we love talking about Matty Stafford. Um, first first show back in two weeks because we had a little little COVID issue off pod. A little so. Coco issue, but yeah. that's uh, <laughs> everything got cleared up. Everybody's healthy. I never heard it called Coco. <laughs> Oh, dream team. <laughs> it's like the Disney movie. I've never heard yeah. that before. I like that. Makes uh, it sound more whimsical. Yes, absolutely. I stole it, you know, much like how I, uh, much like 90% of the quotes that I have on here, I stole that from part of my take. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. Because <laughs> they got a, they got a censor. They can't say that. Like, they can't say COVID, like, on, like, actual shows because, like, the YouTube algorithm will, like, it's trying to, like, hide. Well, I don't think stuff. they put their full show on YouTube. A lot of programming that I've seen stays away. Pat McAfee doesn't do anything like that because his whole streaming model is YouTube. So you are right. They call it the poke. They call it the, the whatever. So, anyways. <laughs> anyways. Uh, so we got Lions, wild card, Rams, follow the money. Coming off a very good week. Uh, yep. Very solid for you. Well, and we probably should address the week before where I went 100%. Yeah. So. You you made money back. You, you got a, some more breathing room there. So and then fantastic fantasy footballers. Not prepared. But it's uh, we're actually switching that up too this week. We're going to do soccer players instead of football players. What are they called Real again? Football. The the Motor City Hogs. What are they called again? The new team. That's my fantasy football. Team. Oh wait, but what's the what's the new team called? I think it's Detroit. At, oh, you're talking about the pa- Panthers. Oh, Michigan Panthers. Yeah. That's not right. No, that they're, they're an actual football team. Yeah, football. No, football. Okay. <laughs> let's let's get into it. Why don't you go first and tell us what you want to talk about? I actually did feel like this would be a pretty organic prelude to your topic today because it's gonna oh, yours yeah. is kind of about playoff wildcard yeah. teams. Exactly. Um my my thing I want to talk about is I think I've had a vision of the LA Rams future um, based on these last two weeks. You pulled out the crystal ball, huh? Yeah. A little bit like a headline thing. I was fun doing the headlines the other week with the Lions, So it kind of okay. just made me think, think about it that way, but okay. um, they're coming off of back-to-back losses. Yep. Um, they had their bye week last week, I believe. Right. Yep. Correct. So their losses, the last two came from the, uh, from the, sorry, 49ers, 49ers and, and Titans. 
Okay, so those are two two games that they definitely not only dropped, but they looked actually pretty bad in both of them. Oh, and they did not look good at all. And I, I think the thing that I keep going back to is just like, I know you can't pin it all on one person. I don't think it's one person's fault. But Stafford playing like old Lions Stafford um, is definitely a big part of it. Uh, I I know it's kind of a it's kind of a touchy subject with him, but he really has not in his career historically played well against good teams. There's that awful stat line out Absolutely. there with like Absolutely. the sixty something losses. But the reason I'm saying I think I've seen their future is because I see the rest of their schedule now, and I think that they're they they have the, they have the perfect schedule here to still get in the playoffs. But let, let, let me read these off. They got. Coming off the bye, they got Green Bay. That'll be a loss. They got Jacksonville. Ooh, win. Slamming loss on down like that? Cardinals, another loss. Uh, Seahawks, I think that'll be a win. Vikings, I think that will be a loss because it is at Minnesota at home, 1 o'clock. Kirk, okay. prime time, baby. Let's roll. And then uh, back-to-back wins to close it out against the Ravens and 49ers. So it'll be enough for them to get in the playoffs. How many, how many wins did you have there? It was like three? Four? I think it was uh, th- I think it was four more wins, three more losses, something like that. Mm. But okay, it's yeah, enough for them. Eleven wins. It's enough for them to get in. Okay, and I think they're going to get bounced the first round of the playoffs. I think I think I think my way of thinking about them has kind of shifted in the last couple of weeks. If they are, regardless for a wild card team or if they are a division winner, no, they won't be a division winner because the Cardinals. Yeah, so they'll be a wild card team. Uh, they'll have the worst division winner out of the out of the bunch if i had to say right now i'm just gonna say that they're gonna get bounced first round Mm. i think that they've added too many pieces with von miller and obj and stafford's feeling the pressure against good teams and it's just i've seen a lot of same old same old recently it's kind of just changed my tune on the whole thing so it's too much of a you know it's literally the philadelphia eagles Vince young quote it's the dream team and uh dream teams ever so rarely go according to plan maybe this is a stupid take I don't know, but I feel like just after watching that 49ers game, I was just like, I can see it clear as day. I will say um, Stafford's stat lines have not been good. His play has not been terrible. The, the, it was horrible. The, the Titans. T- Titans game was very bad. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. The 49ers game, that's, that's a loss that you can't put on him. Because, I mean, for one – the defense got absolutely shredded. Yeah, right. Like, you talk about a team that everybody's talking about, well, watch out for the defense. They're going to be scary this year. That play with Greg Kittle. You keep fucking up his name. I was just, that's why I paused. I was like, is it Greg George, or George? George Kittle. He putting Greg because of Greg Olson. George Kittle flattened Von Miller. That play, that yeah. sums up that defense right well, there. It's just I – Stafford didn't play as bad as a Tennessee game in that game, but that's the kind of game where where your defense is playing poorly. That a guy yeah, you that match you got it. as much you got a match. You, you gave up as much to get him in here. He's been as good as he has been. That's the game where he needs to go out there and win it for your team. Doesn't help doesn't help the fact that uh I think they had like six drops on third downs for the wide receivers. I mean Cooper Cup was dropping passes that he right, never drops, right. you know. It's a freak game. Free game, same thing with Tennessee just came in and blew the doors off of them, which, I mean, like, at that point, nobody was giving Tennessee respect. No. Rams were on a little hot bit of a hot streak. They were riding high, and then, you know, they get the doors blown off of them. That San Francisco game is, like, 
the blunder game for I, the year. Yeah, like, I just that's I just like, feel like Jacksonville it, it, versus Buffalo. Maybe it's just the media storm of adding OBJ, OBJ and just the dream yeah. team angle. Yep. And then two bad games. I just I feel like I looked in a crystal ball. I saw them getting bounced in the first round and it being a huge problem. Yeah, that's a good idea. Just throwing it out there. I think it's very possible. I mean, I don't think it's impossible. It, the NFC is very stacked this year. If and you're a wild card team going on the road, you're going to have to face probably either Dallas, Tampa Bay, or Green Bay. And what makes you think with a wild card game away on the road that Stafford is going to be the guy to go in there and win that game? Well, I mean, nothing. But, I mean, at like, the same time, we've seen him twice, and he's gotten there's been foul play in both. I think this uh, these next couple of games, like the Packers and these big, like, bigger marquee matchups, are going to be really telling of where this team is going to go. I, I mean, think they're going to make it. They got enough games. That how many? How many it, people but... wrote off Tampa Bay last year? Okay, but you can't ever actually write off Tom Brady. I mean, like, okay, well, I, we we seen Stafford go take the Lions to the playoffs twice and lose. And I'm I'm just going to throw it out there because I mean both plays were absolutely ludicrous. But they had two plays that the refs looked the other way that could have easily swung the game. Right. Absolutely. So I don't feel like you can count out Matthew Stafford yet either, or the Rams, or Down Sean McVay. I mean, Sean, dude, 49ers, they have McVay's number. They've been killing him like right. time after time after time after time. Like, I mean, I, I we'll talk about it a little bit in a second, but, um, you know, the 49ers, I think that's another team that, you know, they seem to be figuring some stuff out here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh-huh. they've been spicy those couple weeks. But, yeah, you want you want to convince me on the Rams uh, not getting bounced the first round at this point, beat Green Bay, then we'll revisit this. Yeah, that's fair. That's kind of fair. They do need a marquee win to get back on Absolutely. track. Absolutely. No more 100%. beating up on Jacksonville. And, no more beating up on the Houston Texans. Yeah, like, yeah. Go and, get I mean, that is, that is the game to do it, is this upcoming Sunday against Green Bay. Could not agree more. Well, um, we both agree on something. Absolutely no chance that they're not making the playoffs. They pretty yeah, much sure. have They'll that fifth seed locked up with a chance to actually win their division still. Uh, if if the Cardinals somehow. Cole McCoy's up, been keeping this ship afloat, baby. Two and one. He's had two solid games. Yeah. I mean, the Carolina game, throw that game right out the door. That was absolutely horrendous. He was terrific yesterday, though. He was. He was very solid. Yeah. Very solid. Very great backup quarterback. Yeah. You know? must, um, must be nice. Must be. Uh Let's take a look at the other two wild card spots in the NFC. Um, currently, there's three teams at five and five, two teams at five and six, one team at four and six. How are they? Oh, it's because everybody played yesterday. All right, never mind. Uh, let's let's keep it right there. So we have Minnesota, yep. New Orleans, and San Francisco tied at five and five. Then you have Philadelphia and Carolina at five and six. Yeah. And then the Washington football team at four and six. I'll toss them in there as a little gimmicky thing because they just beat the Panthers, and they beat the uh, Buccaneers. You know, the Panthers have kind of been a punching bag the last month and a half. Well, they just beat the tar out of the Cardinals. Even still, yeah. I mean, even still, I mean, they were certainly due for a letdown game, but I mean, so were the Redskins. Sorry, football team. Um, but let's start out with you know the. Uh, those three teams at the top, Minnesota so, sorry, is, is the question who I think is going to make. I mean, it's a little or... spicy, right? You know, like Minnesota has looked on and again, off again. Like they're coming off two great wins. That's what they do though. I know. Right. You know? 
Yeah, they they look like they're hanging in it, and then they, they blow some blow it down the insane line. Insane game, and then you know then they end up nine and seven. They got uh they got the San Francisco a massive game this week with San Francisco in San Francisco. Love that game. Four twenty five. Love that game. Uh, then they got us, so probably a win. Then they got the Steelers, the Bears, the Rams, the Packers, and the Bears again. So. They have a lot of winnable games. Though. They have a lot of yeah. winnable games. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting. I can easily see them being a wild card team. Uh yeah, I mean I I could I could see it. I don't think of the peop- of the teams you listed that they're the most likely. Um but I do I there is, is a lot of scenarios where I could see them being being in it. Yeah, New Orleans who is currently on a horrendous skid. <laughs> like they have not looked good in weeks now. Since that Bucks game pretty much. Since that Bucks game, they've dropped three in a row to the Falcons, the Titans, and the Eagles, where they just got the doors blown off on Sunday against yep. the Eagles. Yeah, that was kind of a, that was a shocker. You got the 49ers, who uh, have uh, won the last three out of four. The one loss See, coming against the Cardinals. That, that's that's the team I was going to say. I feel like they're the most likely to Jimmy G. I mean, they're coming off a, a twenty point win against the Jaguars. Is never in doubt. But I mean, that's that's what you do with the Jaguars. I just think a flip a flip was switched where they're just like. Or switch was flipped. I don't know. However, you said they made a decision, a very clear decision at this point. Jimmy G is the starter. Yeah, and I feel like since then, it's been smooth, smoother sailing. You know, I, I don't think they're right now. I don't think that they're that lethal Super Bowl team that we saw a couple of years ago. But I think they're they're hanging around just enough, and I think that they could definitely. I think they're a solid wild card possibility. Yeah, I, I do yeah. too. Uh, final games for them: Vikings, very winnable. Mm-hmm. On the road in Seattle, very winnable. Uh, on the road against Cincinnati, toss up. Yeah. I would throw it and toss up. At home against the Fal- uh, Falcons, oh, that, that easy win. Yeah. Uh, on the road against the Titans, I would I would say it's a toss up, but the Titans, man. Uh, on the at home against the Texans, very winnable. On the road against the Rams, which will be a tough one. So, very winnable schedule on the way out. Some tough ones, but yeah. Uh. The team that has shocked me the most, again, another team that has won the last three out of four, the Eagles. I yeah. can't I can't believe it. I mean listen listen to the listen to the stretch of games they got left. Okay. On the road against the Giants, very winnable. On the road against the Jets, very winnable. At home against Washington, very winnable. On at home against the Giants, very winnable. On the road against Washington, very winnable. At home against the Cowboys, and give the Rams that schedule, and they're going to go uh, five and one, right? Five, eight or four and one, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like very winnable schedule down the road. Yeah, they could just, possibly sneak in there for that seventh seed. I, I guess, but it, it would be very fraudulent, though. I mean, they they would be they would be decimated the first round of the playoffs. I feel Absolutely, like. like they are a team that they would have to go. Currently, the way it's set up, they would have to go to Green Bay. I mean, that would be an absolute bloodbath. So, yeah. you know, what do we do? I mean, I guess, hey, that's a lot better than we thought Nick Sirianni was going to do his first year. Props, props to him. Uh, you, I think, believe you had him with one win. Yes, that is correct. I had him oh, with, yeah. that's – come on. Yeah, I think I had him with under under seven. So, I, I'm still hoping that he lands in that area because i got a couple of bets on that. But, yeah, man, it's uh, that's a really nice schedule for them. And they've been looking better recently. So, they, Absolutely. they could do it. You never know. Yeah. NFC East is always a roller coaster. It is 100%. Dallas coming off their last couple of games. 
I mean, they go from blowing out the Falcons, which, I mean, again, they should, to having a horrible offensive game against the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Chiefs, why don't we switch over to the AFC real quick? Uh, the Chiefs are 7-4. and four. I know. They, they completely Like, kinda... people were having heart attacks about this team. They're 7-4. and four. They're leading their division again. I think they're, you know, an absolute true win. New England has overtaken unbelievable uh, yeah. Buffalo for yeah. their division currently Unreal. at seven and four craziness. They stomped on the Falcons the other night. Yeah, they killed them. But I mean, the Falcons are just a punching bag at the moment. That that Falcons offense is absolutely putrid. Looking at um, the AFC wild card race, we got three teams at six and four. Uh, one team at five, four, and one. I'll let you take a guess at who that is. Uh, a team at six and five, another team at six and five, and then a team at five and five, and then another team at five and five. How about the fact that the Browns are in last place in their division right now at six and five? Six and five. Pretty wild. That you know, I feel like we were talking about it at the beginning of the season when we did that little like. Well, we uh, had them as a shoe in to win the division. A shoe in to win the division, but then when we were talking about like combining divisions for like one super team, yeah. They were like the dark horse team, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, they, like we, that team, they, there's not a bad team in there right now. But um, you got the former former uh, league darling, the Cincinnati Bengals, leading the way. Nice win this week. Nice I mean, win this yeah. week. The former uh, league darling, uh, the San Diego Chargers, the LA Chargers, I mean. Uh, nice win this week. Too. Nice win this week. And uh, another former league darling, uh, rounding out the uh, current wild card race, the Buffalo Bills. That's a stunner, to be honest. But another like Super Bowl contenders who just got waxed at home against the Colts. If that's how it shook out, that's a that's a, that's a spicy wild card. I like that. Absolutely, any three out. of those teams can go into their opponents house and and win yeah except maybe casey versus cincinnati one team that's uh i feel like america's loving a lot right now and i know they had a really good game this week but i just don't see it materializing in a very good postseason uh effort is the colts um i know they just smashed the bills jonathan taylor's been unbelievable tough schedule coming up too yeah, I just they had got off to a too bad of a start. The record is like they they have so little room for error, and I just don't think that they're gonna be able to pull it off. Three straight wins, but now they got the Bucks at home. They got the Texans, Patriots, Cardinals, Raiders, Jags. Hey, say what you want about the Texans, but uh, spicy. They, yeah, I mean they've proven that they can uh, they can pull a surprise or two out of their hat, and uh, that's season runner. You know, something I wish that maybe the Detroit Lions could do every now and then, but. Al, out of the AFC, is there a certain team in that you know that jumbled bunch? You know, Cleveland six and five, Colts are six and five. The Steelers take a tough loss, five four and one now. Then you get the three that are currently in there. I, I think the three that are in there are probably set in stone. Likely, yeah. I, I like the Bengals' chances to to get in. I I just think Cleveland, especially I watch, watch them against the Lions this week. Baker's really banged up. And, uh, he's not anywhere near 100 percent, and I, I don't know how how good they can be without you know without their star quarterback at 100 percent. case keenum's a serviceable backup but like they're in a probably the toughest division in the nfl so yeah, yeah i mean it's a step back for them and it kind of sucks and i just don't think this is a this is going to happen for them no i'd agree with that this is uh, a must win two weeks for them they got one and you know two well, sorry they won one out of two of them against the lions so yeah, lost the Patriots though in a very convincing fa- fashion, and I don't know games like that are ones that make me scratch my head. So, 
I think the three that we got in right now are, are pretty likely. I would agree with that. All right, let's talk gambling. Okay. Okay. Um, the last two weeks, I went uh, two and four because I'm terrible and uh, lost $140. Uh, Al went, uh, let's see, you went two and one and then 0 and three. So two and four, four. as well, yeah. but came out positive on the whole shindig. Shocking. And it's because your, yeah. uh, your freaking $55 bet hit. So, all right. Well, don't hate that. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, okay, I got three. I don't know how I feel about this. I have three games on here for the spreads. All of them are one point or one point five. Uh, okay, wow. And two of the games might be stinkers. Carolina on the road minus one against Miami. Now, uh, Miami has been playing a lot better. Than how they started recently. So I don't know if you could actually pay me any money to watch that game. Uh, you, you thought that game was bad. I got on here Atlanta minus one against Jacksonville. Wow, that's way worse, actually. <laughs> it's like miles worse. I know that Atlanta's been in the down in the dumps recently, but I got oh, to imagine they can win a game tough. against Jacksonville, right? I don't think so, but move on. <laughs> Uh, finally, this one's a little shocking to me. Uh, the LA Chargers are one and a half point favorites on the road against the Denver Broncos. Okay, so that one's a little spicy to me. Uh, over under had to get them in here somehow. Uh, Chicago, Detroit, Thanksgiving special, uh, 41 and a half. Uh, next we have the classic matchup, uh, Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati at 46. Everybody forgets. I think the last game played between these two was the one where Juju danced on the Bengals logo and then got cracked in half. <laughs> right? Sleeping it. <laughs> oh, God. And then uh, finally, the LA Rams versus the Green Bay Packers total is set at 49 and a half. That's, uh, that's a little generous, I feel like. That's a little generous. Yeah. Okay. Finally, I got the money line. Uh, Where's the respect, right? Indianapolis plus 120 at home against Tampa Bay. Uh, the Tennessee Titans coming off a loss against the Houston Texans going against the apparent juggernauts, uh, New England Patriots, Tennessee oh, Titans. Oh, that's a spicy game. Tennessee Titans are plus 185. Some good juice there. This is so <laughs> And then uh, finally, two teams, uh, something has to give. One of these teams has got to have a dud. Minnesota plus 125 on the road in San Francisco. Oh, I know who I'm picking up that game. <laughs> Easy money. Damn. Just a reminder, that is a 425 game. It's not 1 o'clock. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. well, the fact that it's away. I mean, Captain Kirk got no magic when it's away. It's only... Oh, well, you can't pick it then. I, for all the listeners who don't know, I think I've said it before on the podcast. I'm positive I have. Kirk Cousins, 1 o'clock, at home, is magic. He, he's an oh instant lock for me every time it happens, <laughs> for sure. Uh, all right, well, first here, I'm going 55 on this one. Uh, first one off the board, Chargers, 1.5 at Denver. Uh, why? Why? I don't know. Why? I, I think Denver's last game was the one against Dallas. So, like, everybody's like, oh, Denver's back. 
yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I see that, but nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah I'll, I'll put fifty-five bones on that, please. Uh, all right. I'll I'll do the over in L.A. and Green Bay. He, Hello, you know what? You know, what I, I was like thinking money. honestly, just because of the uh, the soapbox I was standing on at the beginning with. Uh, let's talk about it. I was actually going to take the under on that. Yeah, you know what? Because uh, right, I'm going. Look, it's uh, it's a bounce back game for the Packers. Rams are kind of skidding out a little bit of these last two games, and they got a lot going on. Stafford against the Packers, 50-50. Just saying, it's a perfect it's, spot. It's going to go one or two ways, obviously. A game can truly only go one or two ways. Um, the Packers' defense truly got exposed on Sunday, and Kirk Cousins literally tap danced on their soul. Um, or... More like Justin Jefferson. But, Justin Jefferson yeah. tap dance on their soul. Yeah, yeah true. Um, or the Packers defense tightens up those bolts. I mean, really, this is truly like the same thing for both defenses. Yeah, I mean, there's, I think there's plausible, a plausible way it could go either way. Yeah, I really. Feel well, like I mean, it's, like it's definitely toss up. That's the same thing with every game. Well, I, but you know <laughs> what I mean. Like a lot of games, it's like it's pr- it's pretty clear that like. Oh, this team's gonna go smash this team, or like it's definitely gonna be a loss. But this one, it's like yeah. I think you can make a really solid argument for either outcome. Yeah, because I, I mean, both teams are coming off losses. Yeah, wise ass. Um, all right, <laughs> second game here. Um, I'll uh, I'll, I'll be spicy here. Um, because I've been pretty bullish on them the last couple of weeks, and I feel like uh, this is this is in their character to go out there and win this game. I know the Patriots have been hot, but give me the Titans. Hello, Ooh, I like my baby. Yeah, um, I will put fifteen on this one though. Okay, uh, I don't trust the full thirty, but I feel like they got it in their system to uh, to go out there and beat someone that they, on paper, have no business beating. I know it's at Foxborough, but again, it's what they do. You guys saw you guys saw the one win that Foxborough has seen this year. That's actually incorrect, by the way. Well, how is it incorrect? They they had a win before that, so that was their second win on the year. That Jets game, but they they oh, them yeah, they killed them. So. That's true. Okay, yeah. um, I'm gonna take the under in Detroit and Chicago because when? Detroit can't score points. Do we know who's playing QB yet? Yes. Is it Goff? It's uh, if Goff can't go, it's Boyle. God damn. We're gonna kick you in the teeth. I really don't have a lot to say about it. I mean, you know who he's talking to when he said that? The fans. <laughs> We're going to bite a kneecap off. Yeah, we got lots to say about them later. <laughs> yep, stick around, ladies and gentlemen. Me and Al cry into the mic. Oh, I, my, all my tears are gone now this <laughs> season. We're all done with that. Um, all right. Lastly, uh, give me that. Uh, I am so ready. Thanks. Uh, give, me the, uh, give me the over on Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Um, but they've been pretty good in the last couple of weeks, and Bengals have been nice this year so i like this game going over it'll be interesting to see how many of pittsburgh they were missing minka they were missing i think like their number one corner they were missing tj they were missing another guy they had like top five of six starters on defense out last night so that's probably why they got absolutely ripped and we are talking about team that tied with the lions so yeah points well, i mean the Bengals should be able to run the points up but yeah 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 probably yeah i like it Agreed. Over. 30 bucks. Last pick. Okay. Play me, bitch! 
God, I'll probably regret this when they absolutely demolish the Giants tonight. But until the Colts lose, I'll bet it with them. Hello, God, man. I, I like uh, money. I hate that. I'm sorry. It's my fifteen dollar bet. <laughs> yeah. Well, got a little guess. spicy on it, right? I guess. I just think they're the most like. I mean, Jonathan Taylor should be getting MVP votes right now. He is phenomenal. He's playing yeah. excellent, excellent football. But don't get me wrong. I hate the fact that I'm betting on Carson Wentz. Oh yeah. Oh, that should definitely be your uh, yeah your point to turn away. But uh. Yeah, that's a good idea, dump it. Hey, speaking of things we should dump, how about we talk about the Lions? Now? Yeah, absolutely. That was a pretty good segue. We'll right? Love that. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's go! Lions! Every week until they win. Yeah, it's uh, Lions fans anonymous. Lions drop uh, another stinker. We have to start using that audio on TikTok. Yeah. I thought of that this week. We gotta start using that. <laughs> we'll find a way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, plug for the TikTok. Check it out. We'll put in content on there. There you go. Absolutely. Anyways, um, thirteen to ten to the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Uh, Tim Boyle gets his first career start. Let's start there. I was hoping it'd be his last one. Um, but it seems like it might not. Be. Uh, did, did you see his college numbers? Yeah, they're horrible. This man has top secret information on somebody in the NFL that could like ruin lives of many people it's a good theory that like him being in the uh, a professional quarterback in the nfl truly does not make any sense I, he I, had a combined 12 touchdowns and 26 interceptions in college this is insane you fool he lost his starting job at uconn who has historically historically one of the worst football programs in the country and he lost his starting job there so I, I guess every Lions fan's first question is why were we not playing David Blau? And I, you know, I, I, I echo that sentiment. I also understand that David Blau is not very good. <laughs> and like, there's a reason he probably isn't playing in the coaching staff's eyes, but like, yeah, that's what Jesus I was Christ, say. Tim Boyle. I mean, he looked, he looked as bad as Goff, if not worse. Yeah. I mean, statistically, thing, he was much worse. I the things I you know, let me say here's what I liked about him compared to Goff. It's a very small list, but he did appear to be a little bit more mobile than Goff. His scrambling ability is a little bit better, and he was a little bit better about taking some deep shots. I mean, at halftime, he had like f- what fifty yards, forty yards. I mean, it was pitiful. But later in the game, he had a couple of throws where it looked like okay. At least he's taken that shot. There wasn't many of them, but with Goff, I've seen none of those. I also like I don't know. Like I, I guess I didn't watch the game close enough to figure out. I know that Dan Campbell's. I mean, this is my segue into the play calling, which well, that's um, the biggest problem of this week by far. Yeah. Um, one with the play calling. Actually, you know what? I don't want to start there. One with the play calling. Um, Jared Goff's air distance, like the distance of him throwing the ball on average against the Pittsburgh Steelers was 1.8 yards. Yeah, you could measure that in feet. Yeah. That is, he like, that's astonishing. Astonishing. 
You know, what? just speaking of Dan Campbell and Tim Boyle, I just want to say too, uh, I don't, I don't know the exact quote, but I did hear that Dan Campbell said something along the lines of they didn't want to put too much pressure on Tim Boyle this week. Yeah, like who's who's feeling why? pressure? Why you guys are you guys haven't won a game? Like why? you guys shouldn't feel any pressure. You guys should go out there and play as loose as possible. If this guy wants to have any sort of NFL career. He should want the pressure and he should want to be able to go out there and make big plays and try and, I mean, for however brief it was, look at Mike White. Mike White had like, what, a game and a half of good football and he was, everyone was talking about him and there was a bunch of shit all over social media about him. Okay. He played, he's already been benched already, but, (laughs) uh, you know, for what it's worth, he took a shot. Yeah. That's what you should be wanting if you're Tim Boyle in the situation, not to do check down throws, throw two interceptions. Every run screens on third and forever. I mean, what are we doing? There's a combination of the play calling and a bad quarterback who is like Jared Goff too timid to make any actual throws and take any actual chances. Yeah. Despite the one or two deep shots that I talked about a minute ago. The um the draws on third down, that has to stop. That has to stop. I I don't know if Campbell thinks I think it's a logical reason for him to think that we actually have a better shot of picking the first down up by like trying to catch him off guard and running it. But when you do it four times a fucking game. Right. And when the team is expecting that, because he's been doing some of that trickery for the yeah. entirety of the season. So they, they're expecting him to do things like that. But like the last two weeks, it's every third down and long draw play to Swift. My, and it's like, dude, they know we're going to run that. Stop only, doing that. My only defense I could make, only defense I could make for running those plays, and it's a bad defense, is that, you know, give the ball to your best player who's swift. But, like, you can't you can't dump a screen to him and then expect him to go convert a 20-yard conversion on third down when everyone's covering swift. Yeah. I mean, it's like, but but what's the other side? I mean, what's the opposite side? We have Tim Boyle who's Take a shot. It. I mean, that first pick. That, that was, was terrible. A horrendous throw. I mean, who knows? Maybe can, like, maybe Swift went the wrong way, but I don't. It wasn't think even that's... In the same zip code as yeah. the receiver. It was a horrible throw. So you got that with Reynolds, who had a couple bad drops, Khalif Raymond and Amon Ross St. Brown, and Hawk, who's triple covered. Those are your options. So I, you know, Amon Ross had a good game yesterday. Yeah, but but you know, it's, good it's plays still in, it's in just not enough. Space. Oh, absolutely. Is what we've been but, saying I mean, for, for weeks now. Yeah, the fact that the fact that he just doesn't even allow us to throw the ball on like third and fourteen, like that is mind numbing. I yeah, I mean I guess I guess even with the, the bad roster, you have to take those chances. You just yeah. you have to. There's like, just no like, other like who cares, dude. If it's a pick, oh well. It's yeah, Tim you Boyle. guys haven't oh, well. won a game. Who cares? Yeah, like, it does <laughs> not matter. I think oh I think the I think the worst the worst two calls of the game uh, by Dan Campbell, 100%, were the not going for it on fourth and one in the red zone at the end of the game. That when they were no gifted sense. beautiful field position. And with a guy who's been loving going for it on fourth down and being hella yeah. aggressive, why not there? That's like that's like your golden opportunity to do that and that, actually get a score to win the game. That made no, absolutely no sense. But Baker but, Mayfield gives you an interception on their side of the field. It's probably the th- only the third time that we had made it onto that side of the field all game. Right. It was our best chance by a mile. It was our score. best chance by a mile. 
and you have a fourth and one, why would you not pull out your best running play at that point? And yeah, that, that's where you give up it to Swift. Down? That's where you do the screen. Him or Jamal Swift. Williams. I mean, Jamal Williams could literally fall for a first down there. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that's why we brought Jamal in. He's a power back. So that was that was play number one, and obviously play number two was you know at the tail end of the game they decide to punt it back yeah. to the team when they got three timeouts left, and two minute warning. They put it all on the back of the defense and expect them to get a stop. And, yeah, against Nick Chubb I mean, and the best nice, rushing yeah. offense in the league, it's just not going to work. And your your team isn't good. Like the defense has been doing enough to keep you in games, and they have been playing better than they are qualified to play. And you yeah. can say that's good coaching. You can say that's you know making chicken salad on chicken shit the old expression yeah they've been doing a good job but they're not the closer they're not going to go out there no. and shut down nick chubb for the game nick chubb is going to blast through him because that's yeah. what he does that's yeah no it, it really makes no sense defense looked very undisciplined that was their one downfall yesterday they must have had they had i think three or four first downs they gave up three or four first downs on penalties alone yeah. on one drive you know it's like Stuff like that, like that, that is when we started talking about, you know, expectations for this season, that was the number one thing that, that is fatty, patty, Maddie, Patricia, right. Football right there. Right. Like that team was so undisciplined in getting all these stupid penalties. The one with Jonah Jackson, I don't know what provoked him to start talking about another man's mother, <laughs> but I kind of like it. I kind of don't, um, stupid penalty. But at the same time, I don't know what provoked him to do that. Um, it's just, it's like, at one point, at what point is this going to turn? Like, the defense looks so much better thanks to Aaron Glenn. He, yeah. like, is sending blitzes at the right moments with the right people. He had Tracy Walker screaming coming in on, like, a third and five or something like that. And Baker had to throw the ball away. You get you give this defense and this de- defensive coordinator to a team with Stafford on it. We probably could have gotten five six wins with this roster. Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. It, it, they're the defense. We probably given... beat Pittsburgh. We probably beat Cleveland. We probably beat Baltimore. Maybe even uh, Minnesota. Maybe the tires don't fall off the second we start playing the Eagles. I mean, I don't know. Could like, be. I mean, who, yeah, who knows? It's just like they're. That's the other thing with the defense too. Is our defense playing good? Or are we just playing bad offenses at the moment? It's probably a bit of both. Probably. A little A, a little B, but I mean. Because we did give up 44 points in a crappy, crappy game against the field, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, but it's just a situation where every single week it's like the same story on repeat. It's just the offense can't get any points, and you can't keep having the defense having to get up, do it again, do yep. it again, do it again. All week. It's like you're lucky to get two out of four four times like that they don't score and you get a punt out of the opposing team. Like you're lucky to get that from them and they're doing enough to give the offense chances, but this offense is just so terrible. There's just, there's nothing that they can do. The defense just eventually crumbles down. It's currently two penalties screw us. And then, you know, undisciplined players making mistakes screw us. And here we are with our ninth loss in the year. There's two bright spots to the offense currently. One, DeAndre Swift. Uh, yeah, that, amazing First, run. That's a great run. Try to guess who was the last Lions running back to have 100 yards in back-to-back games. I, he keeps being my go, go-to go guy when I hear these stat lines. But I'm going to say it's Reggie Bush. 
even older than that. It was, I think, 2008, Kevin Jones. Good Lord. The pressing stat right there. Um, buy the kneecap off. Penny Sewell. Penny Sewell. Everybody was saying it's going to be horrible when he goes back to right tackle. The guy has had, I think, 170-plus dropbacks, no sacks, five hurries. Yeah, I mean, they didn't sack Boyle once yesterday. And that's going against that's going against Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. Clowney. I mean, they have a they have a really nice defensive line. Yeah, well, I'm one of the best in the leagues, uh, in the league. And so, I mean, yeah, the offensive line is the offensive been line. The running run. game is the most potent it's been in a long time. These 100%. last two games, it's which just, you have a complete boob throwing the ball. Yeah, props to Dan Campbell there. It's not going to last. If you don't get this pass game going, I, I, I hate to keep bringing him up, but like, I think if you put in David Blau, I know he's not very good. and I'm not going to make an argument for him being such an upgrade. Cause I don't know if he is, but what I do know is that I think putting him in is going to give your team a bump in morale. I think the team really likes him. I think that the fans embrace him a hell of a lot more than Boyle and Thanksgiving at home. I mean, People are going to be rooting for him a lot more than Tim Boyle or Jared Goff. I think so too. And that's going to give you a, you know, minuscule bump up edge, but like it's something. And that's that's the things with a team that's got zero wins. Don't try and do you know miracles. Just do little things. Do something because we're almost there in a couple of games. We're almost there to seal the deal and get a win. It's just like a couple little tweaks. Probably could have gotten a win already. Probably. And these are the little Dan Campbell makes a couple mistakes. You know, there's a couple bad plays a game, a couple bad throws. Like, it's just these little things you got to clean up, and I think we can get one. And that is actually a beautiful segment segue to what I want to talk about with this team going into next week. This is it. This yeah, is let's a, pull up the rest of the schedule. This is the one bull in the chamber that I feel like we got left. That's like a reasonable expectation. I think it's very reasonable that we're saying that. And I, you know, I know that they have just come off of two weeks where they've they've been in close games against teams that we never gave them a shot to have. But this one, this Bears game because they've looked pretty shitty the last couple of weeks too. Like, who knows about Justin Fields? Honestly, I think I'm more worried if Andy Dalton starts. You know, Matt Nagy loves him, so yeah. Well, I mean, we got to beat that boob. Can't stand him. You got the Bears at home, then the Vikings at home. Forget it. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos on the road, probably not going to happen. Uh, the Cardinals at home, sayonara. Uh, the, sayonara to my eyesight that day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Falcons on the road. Uh, that one's a maybe. I mean, we beat them last year, but that was with Stafford on a last-second drive. I'm telling I mean, you, man, uh, this is this is the one we can actually have any on the road again in Seattle of expectations for at home against the Packers. Yeah, nah, I, I do think that this might be the last chance. I I said a couple weeks ago that if they don't beat the Bears this week, I think it's they're going to lose every game. Yeah, I mean, I know they got the tie, so you know. Okay, we're not going to I go. count the tie as a loss. It's, it's pretty much a loss. So <laughs> Might as well be. Zero wins is the more concerning part to me than rather yeah. than the tie. I mean, who gives a shit about that? It won't be in the record books is completely winless. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm out, of, out of things to say. <laughs> I really am. How just... did we get three red zone possessions against this team when we played them back in like week, what, three? What, Bears? Yeah. Uh, no. were, we, were we driving the ball down the field? 
Yeah, Goff had a horrible fumble. I remember well, that. I remember what happened in the red zone. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm saying, how did we get there in the first place? Because, like, we have not moved the ball, period, the last two weeks. Well, I, I feel like they well, – I mean, like – I feel like they do move it. Mi- like minus – score. It's it's they like in the red zone they don't score. No. It's everything I I want to say, at least two out of three of the touchdowns that we've scored the last two weeks have been on running plays from like fifty yards out, which is incredible because we never see that. Yeah, and Swift that run by Swift yesterday yeah. was an absolute beauty. Absolute beauty. And so I mean, like the running game is humming, but like we really we really don't. They got into the red zone I think once yesterday. And they, and they threw a pick. Yeah, I don't uh, know how they're going to do against the Bears. I, I just want to say one more thing before we stop talking about this this team. But uh, Dan Campbell now has two games where he has been running the offense. He's been doing the play calling the offense, not Anthony Lynn. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's been pretty unsuccessful. I, I it's it seems like they just are trying to run it as much as they can and put the ball out of the quarterback's hands a lot. Yeah. And like I Swift is good. The O line's good. The blocking's been good. He had that really nice run. But like I mean if you can't throw and you don't trust your quarterback to throw, you don't trust your receivers to catch it, like that's half of your offense taken away. And then if you take out half the offense just gonna stuff from Swift. yourself. Yeah. They're just gonna load the box. It's like yeah. the Zeke effect. Right. But at least there you got Dak and you got receivers who are excellent. And well, like, no, that's what I'm saying. Last year when Dak went down, oh, right, right. They like every every team just was like, all right, well, we're just going to put eight people in the box and stop Zeke, and then yeah, we'll make you throw all day. Which honestly, I don't understand how teams haven't done that to us in the past two weeks. I guess what I'm trying to say is I feel like since Dan Campbell has assumed play calling duties on offense, uh, I feel like we've regressed. I feel like nothing's changed. I feel like we've actually regressed it's gotten but like that doesn't make any sense because the running game has been a lot better than it had than it was with anthony lynn because of volume i mean is it because of volume i feel like it is i mean i guess that would make sense they don't want to throw it but i mean like that's like we should be a run first team i understand where you're coming from like we need to balance it, it should be a little bit more balanced but i do think like we should be a little bit like cleveland like we can run the ball extremely well. Yeah. Like we've gotten like Swift has had a hundred, a hundred twenty plus in the last two games. And Baker is you know healthy. Baker is is mobile. Yeah, and he he can he's able to add times. to it. Yeah. yeah, like he he is a complimentary piece to the running offense. Yeah, I yeah, mean I exactly I get behind that, but the fact of the matter is that right now the setup is uh, Tim. We Boyle. just have running. Yeah, exactly. No, that's <laughs> that's I, all we have. We're on the same page. I think it needs to be a little bit more run heavy than pass heavy or like even balanced really, because I mean, we're not going to have a quarterback for a while, but we do need to get the passing game going because if we don't, then they're just going to load the box and the offense is going to continue to be what the offense is. 100% agree. No scoring points. Not none. Zip. Zilch. You, uh, you anticipate, uh, us seeing David Blau on Thanksgiving? Uh, I do not. No, no. I, I um I can appreciate what you said, you know, being on Twitter those last couple of days, everybody's clamoring for Blau at this point. Yeah, and I just again my whole thing is I know he's not a monumental upgrade. He obviously isn't because he's not playing. That's that's my exact point. But it's just a morale thing at this point yeah. for me. 
And you know, like uh, also, I think... Tim Boyle looked like shit. He didn't look yeah. good. Yeah. So what do you got to lose? Yeah. I feel like I, David Blau absolutely. is going to go out there and at least take up more chances. He'll be embraced a little bit better, and you'll have a better chance with him. Yeah, and the other thing is like the taking chances stuff. I would be interested to see because how much is it of him not taking those chances? How much of it is the play calling? Dude, I I, I think I think Jared Goff and Tim Boyle are carbon copies. Besides the mobility thing and a couple more chances that Boyle takes. <laughs> and he just doesn't have the physical tools to back that up. I mean, I don't Neither know. does David Blau. But, but, I don't know how many how many you know dropbacks they're getting where they're like, throw the ball 20 yards down the field. Well, Dan Campbell has said in press conferences leading up to other games where Goff started that he wants Jared Goff to take more chances and throw it deeper. He wants that. That that makes sense because Goff at times is just throwing the ball out of bounds yeah. on fourth and four. <laughs> But the problem is you have actual NFL cornerbacks co- covering Khalif Raymond and Amon Ross St. Brown, and they're yeah. being dunked on. You can't throw to them. He's going to get picked off. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. I can't do this anymore. All right. Uh, we like to end the show on a high note and a positive note. But we can't do that with the lion segment, so we have to slip this fantasy football segment in here. At Isn't the end. that why it's designed this way? It is designed this way for that exact reason. I've kind of wondered that, but it does make sense now that you say it. Um, Al, I believe you have two players. I have three. Uh, yeah, more like one and a half. Um, okay. One, one is someone to stay away from, and one is more just to say, "Hey, I'm right," and going to echo my thoughts from the last time to this. Wow. Okay. I'm really not prepared for this. Nice. I'm not going to lie to you. Awesome. But... Okay, I'll go first. Okay, so I hate the fact that I'm saying this, but I think OBJ will have a good game against Green Bay. Uh, like okay, you like him in this matchup, or you like him for the remainder of the season? Uh, in this matchup, okay. Uh, I think that Stafford and him can expose. They've had more time to work together. It would be cool if they let him in on him and Cups um, breakfast. You know that they do every morning at six a.m. Uh, you know, like get the chemistry going quickly. Yeah. Was um, Robert Woods invited to that breakfast? Or no, it was literally just him and Cup. Which yeah, OBJ and a suspect. Cup. Yeah, you know. Um, but I think OBJ could have a good game. They've had more time to acclimate him with the offense. He only had, I think, like two or three targets on yeah. Monday Night Football. It was a very, um, very unimpressive debut. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. you know, he's only there for a couple days. So only there for a couple days, and you know that McVay is going to want to show off his new toy. And he didn't get to do it against San Francisco, so he's probably going to try to do it against Green Bay. Uh, when you said it's his new toy, I just imagine him being a fucking toddler because he, he's on the <laughs> sidelines getting all angry. He's just so upset. But yeah, that is McVay. He does look like a toddler with that haircut. I was saying to Judd off podcast that he reminds me of the kid from Willy Wonka, the one who like, like it's like, Daddy, I want it. <laughs> the little brat girl. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of Sean McVay a little bit. <laughs> I want to get that drop. That'll be great. That actually would be really good. No, I like it though. Uh, good matchup. We were talking about earlier. Uh, I do feel like it's a spot where they are going to hit the under on points. But if they don't and they go in the thing favored of the way that you want it, they should get a lot of points. They he should. should be a big target. Yep. In theory, okay, we can live with it. Yeah, and you know what? Now that I'm, now that you just said that, nothing has gone in theory the last couple of weeks with the NFL. Yeah. But I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe this week is finally the week where things go back to being in theory, or it just keeps staying the or same. Or it just keeps just flying off the rails. Uh, 
my 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 guy here. Okay, uh, <laughs> my guy. I tried to like think of a segue, couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Got to stay away from. Uh, despite him being America's darling this week, uh, stay away from Cam Newton. This is so <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. This I mean, is fantastic. Yeah. There, there are just so many better quarterbacks out there and don't just don't fall for the narrative that he's going to have this like miraculous turnaround with them. I just, I will give him credit. I think he played a lot better than I was expecting yesterday. They, they definitely are leaning into his mobility. For yeah. What's left of it. Um, I was going to say when he runs, bro, that man looks slow. Yeah. Yeah has no pep in the step anymore, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I just don't like this team outside of McCaffrey um, on offense. You know, there's just not not a lot to love. They've been pretty terrible of late. I know the Cardinals game is kind of a surprise to everybody, but um, on the whole, they've P- been... Man, how come they ain't starting P.J. Walker? That guy's nasty. I know. Nasty. He, he looked pretty good, actually. <laughs> we should go get him. Hey. Why not? He's been on, he's been on every team. Why why not? Uh, but yeah, I think I, I just, actually think the Michigan Panthers are calling. That's so hype. We gotta get jerseys. That would be so sick. I would love that actually. Uh, yeah, that's just my guy. Stay away from. Okay, I guess I, I, I like that. I wish I had more more to go into that, but I I, I, mean, I just think they're I just think they're a yeah. bad offense, and I think that he's a bad quarterback, yeah. and I think that the narrative around him is just like everyone's kind of falling head over heels for it, but. It's the gonna. It's gotta come stink. crashing down here any second now. The fact, like, if the narrative was real, they would have won that game. Yeah, like, I mean, it's against the real. football team. Right, it's a winnable game. Very winnable game. Coming off a huge win too. Yeah, I mean, both of them were actually. So I guess I. Can't but you got XFL that. superstar PJ Walker playing in that Cardinals game for a good majority. That of actually is very true. And Cam did very have true. two touchdowns, but they're both in just like plays like, they schemed for him two yards out. Yeah. yeah. So. Um. Okay. My second player. I guess I, this is like more so if you do any daily fantasy, um, I feel like this guy could possibly get some good value. He's coming off not a great game, but he's going against a horrible rushing defense. Uh, David Montgomery. This guy lit us up the last time we played him. Yeah, any any you can make an argument for any player going against the Lions this week on Thanksgiving. Uh, I would agree. Darnell Mooney. Uh He's another chump they got in the wide receiver court. Allen Robinson probably. He's no, he's no chump. He's not a chump, but I feel bad for him. He got, he's got to get out of Chicago. Cole uh, so Komet, tight end, or is he possibly. Hurt? I don't remember. I think maybe. I don't know. I haven't been paying much attention to those crappy Bears um, this year. But Montgomery, I mean, he had a bad game against the Ravens. It was the Ravens, you know, solid run defense team, um, low scoring game. They really bottled up Justin Fields. Uh, so I, I really do like David Montgomery this week. I would say because my gut tells me Andy Dalton will start because I feel like Nagy loves to find any excuse not to play Justin Fields. That's true. So uh, I even like Andy Dalton in this game. I would I'm too. Being completely honest with you. I feel like this is the week. Maybe like you know, I, the the freaking theory is all jacked up now. My theory about the Lions. Uh, that bi- that bye week completely bye week completely it. screwed yeah. it up. So we've played two close games in a row. So I mean, now is it going to be you know two close games blowout? Two close games blowout? Ooh. Who knows? We're just doubling down on the formula now. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a formula, you know. <laughs> Trying to predict this team yeah. is a nightmare. Absolute nightmare now. Not that freaking bye week, man. My uh, my second guy, second and last guy. Um, sorry, listeners, for making you endure my picks here. My teams are doing so bad, by the way. Hey, this is like the first year. I just like I don't really care about fantasy football. It's been awful. My, yeah. Both my teams are are 
absolutely nose diving. It's terrible. Nice. Um, but I was right on one guy. Who are you right on? Elijah Moore. Last oh, week for the Jets. He had last a time we had a show. Yeah, he uh, he had a really nice touchdown throw from Joe Flacco, nice. number nineteen. Joe Flacco, kind of weird seeing that, but uh, no, he looks like he's continuing to just get more and more action for every game that he's played since Zach White. Zach Wilson. God, who, Mike White. Mike White. Since Mike White like actually put him on the radar, I feel like yeah. he's actually getting a lot more pop. And by the end of the year, I think he could actually be a pretty solid. Like could fancy be sleeper could so. be uh one of those guys that comes in when you have an injury and actually like you know saves the day for you. Yeah, I like him as a flex play, and I know th- that the Jets had a uh, had a rookie running back who was looking pretty promising, and he just I believe he just got hurt for a couple of weeks, so mm. they're not going to be able to lean on him as much. And uh, yeah, I still like Elijah Moore a lot. So if you haven't gotten him yet, go get him. Agree with that. Um, my last guy, he's rostered only in seventy three percent of the leagues. But he's the number ten tight end, which I mean, like that is astonishing. You know, you think about how usually it's a ten-team league, so everybody's got to start a tight end. The fact that he's not rostered in more than seventy-three percent of the leagues is astonishing to me. Dawson Knox for the uh, Buffalo Bills is he tight end one there? He is tight end one there, and he's had a pretty solid season so far. Uh, coming off a pretty solid game, he had six catches for 80 yards. It was his first solid game in a while. He's He was on a little bit of a slump, but I think he keeps it going this week against the Saints. Uh, the Saints defense did not look good on Sunday. They They're might, very Jekyll and Hyde. They are very Jekyll and Hyde. But the Bills offense also looked horrid on Sunday. And they look more Jekyll and Hyde this year than I ever would have guessed. Right? Yeah. So I feel like out of those two, the more reasonable bounce back will be the Bills offense. And Dallas Goddard also had a very – he had eight targets. Eight targets, which I mean, like, I feel like that's that's a pretty good amount for a tight end. He only had five catches. I think he had about, like, 80 yards or something like that. So pretty solid. Dawson Knox, if he gets eight targets, he's he's not reeling in just five. He's probably going to get it at least six. Possibly one of those is going to be a red zone target. I like it. Like so I, th- I think Dawson Knox, if if you are one of those leagues that nobody's picked up Dawson Knox yet, one, uh, check your pulse. Uh, two, check everybody else's pulse in the league. And then three, go pick him up and start him this week against the Saints. Love it. I got a tight end real quick that I uh, should definitely stay away from if uh, you haven't already. Um, you know, I had to play him this week because Noah Fant is on bye week. Uh, and I just, you know, I, I – Drafted him, and I was really hoping that he would do something this season, but he's been absolutely putrid for a majority of it. Johnu Smith. Oh, uh, yeah. These Patriots tight ends have not panned out at all, and mm-hmm. Johnu has been absolutely dreadful. He get like two catches. He's primarily uses a blocking tight end, it looks like. and Primarily. 100%. After being in the Titans offense, you thought that he was going to come in here and be really explosive, but he has been an absolute bust. So Hunter Henry said, give me the job, buddy. He doesn't even look that great. You know, no. like – he had that one streak with with games with touchdowns, but other than that, I don't know how New England tries to recreate the tight end magic with Gronk and he who shall not be named a couple of years ago. That criminal, <laughs> yeah, uh, and they just haven't at all. It's kind of shocking. Thought they were going to do that. Crazy. That's all I got, man. Run out of steam. All right. Uh, well, let's go ahead and close the show out then. Let's do it. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, 
we hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. We're giving thanks to everybody that listens to this freaking podcast. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to do it, but knowing that people are actually listening to it is a weird thought. But are we are we getting like a bump in listenership or something? Oh, we we had a couple more listeners than usual recently. All right, like that, which is very nice. It's very nice to hear. Um, so yeah, thank you again for listening. We are thankful for you. We are thankful for you. Uh, give thanks to each and every single one of your loved ones uh, this week. I am thankful for Maker's Mark. And I was thankful for Maker's Mark, which we'll be having a plentiful uh, this Thursday when the Bears come to town. um follow us on twitter uh at gridiron zeros podcast uh follow us on instagram at gridiron zeros i didn't Uh, know we were on instagram oh crap follow us on tiktok thank you (laughs) al follow us on tiktok at gridiron zeros podcast um follow me on instagram if you want to see uh some other stuff posted for gridiron zeros uh at lou uh, L-O-U-J underscore Scott. And I will not give out my personal information. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so, anything else that we need to plug? The YouTube channel? Uh, it's 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 pretty dead right now. So, we're kind of migrating uh, to TikTok at the moment. But Go ahead and go re-listen to our old stuff. See how wrong we were yeah, before you the know season what? started. Actually, yeah. If you wanted to see how accurate or inaccurate some of our takes were um let us know in the comments yeah let us know in the comments and then personally message the uh the gridiron zeros account on twitter and just say hey you fucked up here yeah absolutely you you idiot please be uh captain hindsight and let us know how wrong we were we would love that we're inviting you to do that so go do it all right uh uh thank you yeah i don't know what else Uh, that's everything let's go watch Monday night football let's do it later If if they go yeah. if they go oh and whatever to finish out the year, it's get like belligerent for the fucking line Literally, segment. It's gonna be nothing but it's just gonna be you and me slamming whiskey, smoking cigarettes <laughs> down here. Oh. Absolutely, we should just we should have the I'll cold have like a stuffed animal if we're I can burn my yeah. fucking. <laughs> just have this be the cold opening for the fantastic fantasy segment. Oh please no. Yeah. <laughs>